Unfortunately, when it comes to buying real estate, you need to rely on banks and financial institutions to get the borrowing in order to buy the home. Now, this could be your investment property or it could be your own home. In this video, I wanna give you a couple of tips that can help you increase your borrowing capacity and it could mean the difference between you purchasing or not purchasing. So if you're interested, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now we're gonna jump straight into this video and I'm gonna share with you about five tips that can potentially help you in borrowing an extra 10, 15, potentially up to $100,000 extra. So let's dive into it. Number one is extending your loan term. Now when you take out a mortgage, you take it out on usually a 30 year term, which means with the interest plus principal, if you keep making that monthly repayment in 30 years time, you'll be completely debt-free. But what happens is every single year that you pay towards your mortgage, your term remaining on that loan decreases. Because of course, if you got the loan 10 years ago, you'd only have 20 years left now. Now, although most people look at this and say, well, that's fantastic. That's 20 years left. Because at the end of the day, we want to get out of debt. It could actually be something that helps you borrow a little extra. So something that brokers can actually do for you, they can go and refinance your loan out to 30 years back to its original state instead of the 20 years. And straight away in your mind, you're like, this guy's an yet why would I want to do that? And the reason you may want to do that, and I'll show you an example very shortly, is that the remaining balance now can be paid off in 30 years instead of the 20 years. The loan amount stays the same, but the monthly repayment actually reduces significantly. Let's dive into an example. So what I've got here is the home loan calculator, and you can do this yourself, but here we've got $500,000 remaining, and it's a 20 year term, principal and interest of 6.5%. This would mean that your monthly repayments would be $3,728. Now, something important to note is the interest charge is about 394,688. If we were to go in and say, I wanna extend this back out to 30 years, what would that look like? And by changing that, we are now saving about $600 per month towards that monthly repayment, which could actually increase your borrowing capacity by quite a bit. The downfall of this, it means that you're actually paying a lot more interest on the life of the loan. So although on the surface, it looks like a catch 22, I can borrow more, but I also have to pay more back. You've gotta understand that when you're actually investing or you're buying the right assets, the growth will far outweigh all of the interest repayments you're going to have to pay later on. But believe me, if you actually play this out and you do this properly, you can generate a lot more wealth over the long term. I don't know about you, but if you're in the position where you're like, I want to buy my dream house and I'm short of about 100k in borrowing, this could be the difference between you purchasing or not purchasing. Now, number two is paying off your hex. So a lot of people that watch the channel, if not everyone, actually has some sort of hex debt or some educational debt attached to their name. Now, this is a topic that gets quite controversial. And before we sort of jump into the next part of this, I just want to let you know that you should go out there and get the right professional help, whether that's a mortgage broker, whether it's an accountant, to advise you on these things properly by a licensed professional. At the end of the day, I'm some guy on YouTube, so you don't really want to be taking what I say to the bank because the bank's going to say, yeah, I don't think so. I'm not cashing that in. When it comes to hex, before you get trigger happy and you're like, I just want to pay off my hex, it's going to be the best thing ever. There's a couple of things you need to understand. Now, what I've got here on the screen is actually the indexation. And what this means is that if you're making about $51,000 in your personal income, you'll pay no repayments. If you're making more than that, be it 51 to 59K, you're at about 1%. So 1% of your pay goes towards HEX straight away. So you'll never see that money. Once you get up to the higher income, if you're between 100 and 106, it's 6.5%. And once you're making above 151,000, 10% of your income will go towards HEX. Now that's about $15,000 if you're making 150K a year. It's a lot of money. So if you have that HEX there, if you're making 150K and $15,000 is 
gone because it's going towards hex, that could actually have been used in calculating your borrowing capacity. So roughly 100K could allow you to borrow an extra 500 or $550,000 at a 5X debt to income ratio. So although on the surface, it doesn't look like a huge amount if I'm just saving an extra 10K a year or an extra 5K, that could end up being a huge amount when it comes to borrowing capacities. Imagine you have an investment property that you wanna go out and renovate. Now by having hex paid off, you may have access to maybe an extra $30,000. You use that $30,000 to renovate that property. Now the property's gone up in value. You can get it refinanced out and it allows you to get further ahead in your wealth journey. My opinion on hex is that if you've got a large amount, let's call it $50,000, and then you've got $70,000 ready as a deposit to buy your investment property, I probably wouldn't go spend $50,000 just to pay off my hex. At that point, you've got to really speak to a broker to see how much of a difference is it actually making. Because you may be in a position where at that time, you can still purchase the one investment property, but you may struggle on your second or third. At that point, you can look at alternative solutions to pay off your hex at that point. But if you decide, okay, I'm going to use all of the money I've saved to pay off the hex, well, great, you've got no hex, but you also don't have a deposit to get into the market. And if your idea is to grow wealth through real estate, you need to be in the market for as long as possible. Number three seems pretty obvious at this point, but get a good mortgage broker. You need to have someone on your team that knows what they're talking about. Now, yes, I know the internet is great and you can probably just look up things yourself. There are certain things that you will just not know and you will not keep up with. Now, for me, I like to think that I keep up with the market every single day because I create content for you guys. But as well as that, I run a full-fledged buyer's agency. So I need to know what's happening. But even I outsource this process. I have a mortgage broker that I personally use to be able to work for me for my goals. If they're looking at bank policies and how frequently they're changing, one bank policy could change in a way that's advantageous to you while going to another bank could have a list of disadvantages towards your situation. The hardest part about this is that one, there are so many banks, but two, they change their policies all the time. Now I don't sit there and look at mortgage rates all the time, let alone the policies all the time. A mortgage broker is doing that for you. And if they're not, well then they're not a great mortgage broker. What you want them to do is be in the game. They know what's happening across the market. That means when you go to a mortgage broker with your situation, they'll be able to know which banks will actually help you in your situation to borrow as much as possible. And before you think that it's not going to make a huge difference, I've personally seen where one bank with the same numbers can give you an extra $250,000 compared to another bank that wouldn't give you that. So if you go to one bank yourself and you say, well, I want to borrow and they say, no, there are always options out there. And that's why you need to have the right person in your team. Number four is get rid of bad debt. Now we need to clarify what is bad debt and what is good debt. Good debt, in my opinion, is anything that generates you an income. It usually is attached to real estate. If I'm looking at bad debt, it's usually in something that's a depreciating asset like a car, or I'm going out there getting a credit card just to buy some stupid shoes that I'm probably gonna wear like twice a year. That example was oddly specific, but it's got nothing to do with me. Don't worry. Now with car loans and credit card loans, the actual percentage rate that you're paying on this is significantly higher than a mortgage rate. Now you may already know that, but where most people get caught out is when they say, well, I've got a credit card and it's got a limit of $10,000, but I don't use it. Or I pay it off and there's no debt on it. The thing is the bank doesn't care. In the bank size, if you have that credit card and there's a limit of 10,000, you can use that today, which means I'm gonna pretend like you already took out $10,000. And I remember this made a difference when I was first starting out and borrowing because the broker told me at the same time, he's like, oh, look, you probably don't want to credit card with a huge limit, even though you could get one because this will affect your borrowing capacity. And I kept that in the back of my mind because I knew one day I'd create a YouTube video like 10 years later, and then I'll tell you guys about it. So if you do have credit cards you're not using and you're struggling to meet that borrowing capacity, then it could be the difference between you actually borrowing and not. Before I jump into number five, if you have enjoyed this video, just smash that like button. You don't even have to smash it actually, just tap it lightly and it'll still do the trick. It could help someone actually purchase their own place and not have to run around in this rental crisis. Number five is refinancing existing debt. Once a upon a time, banks actually rewarded loyalty. And that's completely out the window 
now where every bank is just looking to grow their loan books with new business. And what they often do is they introduce introductory rates or lower rates that you wouldn't get access to even if you stayed at the bank for like 10 or 15 years. So it's worthwhile shopping around and if you can't do it yourself, outsource it to a mortgage broker because they will be able to do it for you. Unfortunately, loans aren't sexy. Uh, it depends who you're gonna ask, but to the mass majority, it is not sexy, which means we try and spend the least amount when it comes to finances and spending time on what loan products are the best so we can continue enjoying life like we do. But if you have a million dollar loan, a 1% difference, so 100 basis points, could mean an extra $10,000 a year that you could potentially be saving. So you just don't know what you don't know. And at this point, I approach life in general like this. I'm not gonna know everything about everything, so I need to go out there, outsource to get the right team because this means that I can move as efficiently as possible. When people ask me, hey, Ravi, you built your wealth pretty quickly through real estate, how did you do it? It's because I had the right people with me. If I didn't have the right team, I'd be like, yeah, I could do it myself. And then I delay it by a week and then suddenly a week becomes a month. And I've seen that over the last couple of years as well. So if you need help in buying the right property, definitely go check out this video. It breaks down exactly what our process looks like. If you're interested, you can actually book in a free call via the website too. Hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.